We begin on Daf Memtes Amud Aleph. The first word on the line is Itztaba, where it says Bayir Av Papa. The Gemara continues with uh, a series of Ibayas that Rav Papa asked regarding the halachas of Chafina and Kemitza. Chafina done with the Ketaytas and Yom Kippur, the handfuls that the Kayim brought into the Kaydash HaKadoshim, and the Kemitza, which is done with the Karben Mincha and the Beis HaMikdash. So this is the final question of Rav Papa regarding the Chafina. Bay Rav Papa, Rav Papa asked the following question. Chafan Chaveray, if another Kayin took the handful of the Ketaytas, and then Venosan L'Toich Chafnov, and he placed it into the handful of the Kayin Gadol. Mahu, what's the halacha? Is this acceptable? Meloi chafnav bi'inon v'ha'ike. Is it that the Torah requires that you have the full handful of the Kayan Gadol, and you have that here? Because now the Kayan Gadol has the handful of the Torah in his hands. Oidilme, or perhaps, v'lokach v'hevi bi'inon. He has to take and bring, and the word v'lokach means that there's an action that he has to do. The mitzvah of the Kayan Gadol is not only to bring in the handful of Ketairas into the Kedosh HaKadoshim, but the Maise, the action of doing the Chafina, is part of his mitzvah, V'lokach, and that you don't have. He did not do the Chafina, V'holeke. Teiku, this remains a question. Teisus here points out that the Gemara before had a similar question regarding a person, a Kayin Gadol, that does the Chafina, and between his fingers he had some of the Ketairas that were stuck there, and it just came along with the Ketairas that he has in his handful, whether that's part of it, or because it comes along on its own, so therefore it's not part of the Velokach. But Teisu says, here the Gemara asks the question again, because here it's a slightly different question. Before, we were talking about pieces of the Ketairas that came along, in your, between your fingers, and the Kayin did not at all do any action to bring them, it just came along. Here, we're talking about a case that somebody did do the action of the Chafina. Another Kayin did this action of the Chafina. This Kayin Gadol that's bringing it into the Kaidish HaKadoshim didn't do it. And therefore, here the Gemara has the question, do we say that it has to be the same Kayin that's doing the Chafina, that he has to do the action of the Chafina, place it in his hands, and he has to be the same one to bring it into Kaidish HaKadoshim? The Gemara continues another question that Rabbi Shua ben Levi asked, Boy Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Chafan Umeis, the Kayin Gadol did the Chafina of the Ketaytas and placed it into a uh, the kaf into the ladle that was used to bring it into the Kaidash HaKadoshim, and then he passed away. Can now the other Kayin Gadol that's taking his place use this Ketaytas, and the Chafina was already done by the previous Kayin Gadol. Could he now use it and take it into the Kaidash HaKadoshim, even though he did not do any Chafina? So when Rav Hanina heard this question, he said to his students, Boy, come and see Shailas Sarishainim, the question of Rabbi Shua ben Levi from the previous generations. What he was saying is that I asked this question, as Rashi says, he, Rabbi Shua ben Levi was saying, I asked this question and come and see that in the previous generation they asked the same question as I asked you. So the Gemara asks on this, Lememre, should we say that this means that Rabbi Shua ben Levi Koshish, that Rabbi Shua ben Levi was from an earlier generation, he was older. Then Rab Hanina, and therefore he's saying, look, Rabbi Shua ben Levi already asked this question. But that is, is, we learned that it's the opposite. Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Rabbi Shua ben Levi said, Li hitte Rab Hanina Hanina permitted for me to drink on Shabbos, the Shabbos, the Shachalayim, a drink that's uh, from Cress, 
and uh, it's used to drink also for uh, purposes of a person that's ill, to heal him, and he allowed him to drink this shachalayim on Shabbos. Even usually there's a gzayda of chazal, not to do anything that uh, is to have medicines that, that a person is drinking or eating on Shabbos, but he allowed him to drink this cress. So we see here that Rabbi Shua ben Levi asked by Rabbi Hanina this question, Rabbi Hanina allowed him to do this on Shabbos. So Rabbi Hanina must have been older than him. The Gemara is going to go through this sugya, exactly what Rabbi Hanina paskened for him, and then we'll come back to our discussion over here regarding the question that Rabbi Shua ben Levi asked and Rabbi Hanina asked regarding the Hafina. So the Gemara asks, Lishtais, he allowed him to drink shachalayim on Shabbos? Pshita, obvious. The Tnan, there's a mission that says, all kinds of foods, you're allowed to eat on Shabbos for the purpose of healing yourself. And all kinds of drinks, you're allowed to drink on Shabbos as well. So even though you're not allowed to take any medicines on Shabbos and so on, because there's anxiety, you might come to grind it. But if it's foods that are usually eaten by healthy people, and the same thing with drinking, so then you're allowed to eat or drink that, even if you're doing it for the purpose to heal yourself. So what was the hetter that Rabbi Hanina gave to Rabbi Shua ben Levi? Ela, therefore the Gemara says, Lishchoik is He gave him a hetter to both grind it and drink it on Shabbos. So on this the Gemara asks, Hey Chidomi, what's the case here? If it's a case where his life is in danger, Mishri then it's obvious that it's allowed. Vidalekisakante, and if his life is not in danger, Mesir so then it's forbidden. So there'd be no hat in this. Where is the case that he had to give him a special hatter? So the Gemara answers, Really, the case of here is that there's a sakana, his life was in danger, and therefore it would be allowed to grind this and drink it on Shabbos. But he was asking him, not a question of halacha, but he was asking him the question from a health perspective, is this actually effective? Mimasye, does this actually heal the Neichal Alayu Shabbata? And therefore we should desecrate Shabbos and grind it and uh, prepare it. Or it does not heal. And therefore we should not desecrate Shabbos to prepare this. Why did he ask this question from Rabbi Hanina? Because Rabbi Hanina was proficient in all kinds of medicines and healings and so on. Where do we see this? The Omer Rab Hanina said, No one has ever asked me a question about a case where he got a blow from a white mule and he survived such a blow and he remained alive. That's what he once commented. So we see from this that people were accustomed asking him questions regarding questions of medicine and when they were sick. Now the Gemara comments regarding this statement that Rab Hanina said that no one ever got healed from the blow of a uh, white mule. We see that people survive a blow of a white mule. So the Gemara says, What he meant to say is he never saw a wound from a white mule that was healed. That's not that no one didn't survive, but the wound of a white mule does not heal. That again the Gemara asks, we see that a wound from a white mule that, uh, that injured you does, does heal. So the Gemara says it's a specific kind of mule. This is a mule which is a white mule and the tips of its feet are, uh, it is actually a red mule that is, they are red mules and the tips of its feet are white. That's what we're talking about. 
Okay, so this concludes this story here where we see that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi got a heter to drink this cress on Shabbos from who? From Rabbi Hanina. So what do we see from this? Either way, what we see from this whole incident is that Rab Hanina was older than Rabbi Shua ben Levi. So he couldn't have said that, look what Rabbi Shua ben Levi in an earlier generation asked, similar to what I asked. So rather we must say that this is what Rab Hanina said. That the, their question, the question of Rabbi Shua ben Levi, is the same question as was already asked in an earlier generation, referring to himself, that he was from an earlier generation and he already asked this question about the case of a Kayin that did the Khafina and then he died, whether another Kayin can take it over without doing the Khafina over again. And this the Gemara now asks, Could it be that Rabchanina asked this question? But Rabchanina said regarding the par, the bull that the Kayin got last to bring in Yom Kippur. It has to be yours, the Kayin Gadol's bull, and he can't use the blood of a bull. Meaning, if there was one Kayin Gadol that had shechted this par and then passed away, and another Kayan Gadol that's taking him over wants to use the blood of this par to bring him to the Kaidish HaKadoshim. He can't. He has to shecht over again his own par. That's what Rab said regarding the par. And now, V'omer Rab Rabchanina also said regarding the Ketaires, Ketaires she'chafna kaidim shechites apar. The Ketaires, you took the handful of the Ketaires before you shechted the par, it's out of order, and what you've done is worthless. So if so, what happened over here? If this kind that did the Khafina passed away, so now you're going to have to shecht over the par. The new Kayangadl taking him over can't use the blood from the par of the Kayangadl that passed away. So he has to shecht over the par again. And if he does have to do that, so then he has to do the Khafina over again. Otherwise, it's going to be out of order. So it can't be that Rabchanina asked the question whether the Kayangadl could use the Khafina of a previous Kayangadl. He can't. It's going to be out of order. So the Gemara says, so we have to change what Rab Hanina said. This is what Rab Hanina commented. Since Rabbi Shua ben Levi has a question, whether the new Kayan Gadol could use the Khafina of the previous Kayan Gadol that passed away, from this I can see the Kasava Bepar Par, that the new Kayan Gadol could use the blood of the Par from the previous Kayan Gadol. He doesn't have to shecht it over again. When the Torah says the par, it could even be just the blood of the par. And therefore now he has a question regarding the chafina, whether you have to take the handful of the Torah again, or you could use it from the previous Kayan Gadol. And according to his opinion, that you could use the blood of the par, his question is like the question that was already asked in an earlier generation by those that argued with Rab Hanina regarding the subject of the par, whether you have to have a new par or you could just use the blood of the par. And those that argued with Rab Hanina and said that the new Kohen Gadol does not have to shecht over again, he could use the blood of the previous par, they already asked this question regarding the Khafina as well, whether the Kohen Gadol has to do over the Khafina or he has to, or he could use the Khafina of the previous Kohen Gadol. That's what Rab Hanina commented. So now, my havi Allah. What's the answer to this question, according to their opinion? Rav Papa says this will depend on another question. So now the question is, do you do Khafina twice? What this is referring to is, we spoke about the Khafina, you take the handful of the Ketaires from the shovel of the Ketaires 
outside of the Kedusha Kedoshim. Now, the question is, when you come inside the Kedusha Kedoshim, and you have to put the Ketoides into the pan of coals where the fire is, so the smoke will come out. So how do you put it into that pan? One opinion is, as we'll see soon, the Gemara will discuss this, one opinion is that you just pour it directly from the kaf, from the ladle that has that Ketoides into the pan. But another opinion says, no, you do the chafina a second time. You have to take from the ladle and place it back into your handful and then pour from your handful back into the, in, into the uh, coals, into the fire. So do you do the chafina two times? That's the question here. So now again, so the Gemara says, Rav Papa said as follows, If you do the chafina once outside, and then you do the chafina a second time inside in the Kedush Kedoshim, so then we can say, regarding our question whether a new Kohen Gadol can take over the Ketoides, that the previous Kohen Gadol already did the chafina, the second Kohen Gadol can take this Ketoides that the previous Kohen Gadol that died did the chafina. Why? He will fulfill the mitzvah of chafina when he's inside in the Kedush HaKedoshim. Now, that's if that's if, if you do the chafina a second time. However, if the chafina is only done once outside, and then inside, you pour it directly from the ladle, from the calf, into the fire, and you don't do chafina again. So then tepoyelach. So then your question will remain a question. Could the nuka and God will take it in, and he never ends up doing the mitzvah of chafina? The Torah says that he should, he should take molay chafnov, so he never did it. So that's a question, whether he could rely on the fact that the previous kayan God did it. That said that it's dependent on this question whether you do chafina twice or not. You're right, it's dependent on that question. But to the contrary, if the chafina is done once outside, and then when you come into the Kaidish Kedoshim, you have to take again from the ladle it back into your handful, you do the chafina a second time. So then, the second Kayan Gadol cannot take over this ladle that the Chafina was already done and then do the Chafina inside. Why not? Because it's impossible that the handfuls of the two Kayanim Gedailim should be the exact same. So either it's going to be too little for the size of the new Kayan Gadol's hands or it's going to be too much. And it has to be exact, Meloi Chafnov exact, or as a, uh, has to be rounded off, as the Gemara said before, but it has to be Meloi Chafnov and not more and not less. If the Chafin is only done once, and you don't have to redo the Chafin again when you go inside, so you don't have to take over another Kayin Gadol's handful, then Tiboyeloch, then you have a question. Maybe you could rely on the mitzvah of the Chafin of the previous Kayin Gadol that was already done, and you just have to bring it into the Kayin Gadol. Now, the Gemara brings where this Ibaya was asked and how it was resolved. The Ibaya Luhu, the question was asked regarding the mitzvah of Chafina. Chaifen, v'chayze v'chayfen, aylai. Do you do the Chafina once outside to gather the handful to take into the Kedusha Kedoshim? And then you have to take it back into your handful before you put it from there into the fire? Or no? Once it's in the ladle, you bring it inside and you pour it directly from the ladle into the fire. That was a question that was asked. And as the Rishayim explained the basis of this question, as we learned in the beginning of the Paytik, really the Kayin should be walking in with the Ketoides in his hands, in the handful, not in a ladle, in a kaf. doesn't say that in the Pasuk clearly. However, because technically it's impossible to walk in with your hands occupied holding the Ketoides, and you have to also have the Machta, so therefore you put it into a kaf. 
But the question though is, since it's supposed to be in your hands in a handful, once you come inside and you put down that machta of the fire, do you not have to put the ketores back into your handful to do it the way it was intended, the way it says in the Torah, and from there pour it into the fire? Or no, now that we see that technically you must take it in with a calf, there's no other way to bring it in, you already did the chafin on the beginning, once you put it into the calf, you can leave it in the calf and then pour it directly from the calf into the fire. So Toshima, I'll bring you a eye from the following b'raise where it says clearly, Kach, so no, sorry, first the Gemara tries to bring a eye from our Mishnah, and then we'll bring a b'raise which says clearly. So it said in the Mishnah, Kach hoisa midosa. This is the measure of how it was done. After the Mishnah says the halach of the chafina, a large chafina for a large hands of a kain gadol, and a smaller for a smaller hands of a kain gadol, then it says, This was the measure. What's the Mishnah adding? My love, don't you think it means to say, Just like you have this handful on the outside, so too you have the same measure of the handful, when you come inside and you do the chafina again. So this Mishnah is saying that the chafina is done a second time. So the Gemara says, Loi, this is not a raya, as we've already said this before in the beginning of the Pedic. Dilma, perhaps, what the Mishnah means to say is, Shem Ratzalasis that if you want to make a keli that's going to be the size of your handful, you don't have to actually use your handful. You can use a keli which is the same size as your handful. Maybe that's what the Mishnah is saying. Inami, or maybe another pshat, what the Mishnah is clarifying is, that it has to be exactly your handful, not less and not more. But not necessarily is it coming to say that you have to do the mitzvah of chafina a second time. So that's not a raya. Now the Gemara brings a braise, Toshima. We learned in a braise, it says, Keitzad hu How does the Kayin Gadol do the chafina a second time inside the Kaidash Kedoshim? So this is complicated because he has, if he's going to, he wants to get the Ketaires, which is in this kaf, back into his hands. How is he going to do it? If he wants to create a, a his hands by putting them together to, to do the, the hold, hold his hands together to create this handful, how is he going to get that now from the calf into his hands if his hands are being held together? So the Braiseer describes exactly how this is done. So you have your hands held together like in a cup for the handful and you place the, the uh, bazach, which is the calf, this ladle, on top of the t- tips of the fingers as it is in a, in, a, in a position of a cup and a handful. And then what do you do? And others say that he holds it with his teeth. And now what does the person do? And now he's going to push forward the, the bazach, the calf that is, which is on the tip of his fingers. He's going to push it forward towards himself. Right, so you have, the, you have the ladle, which is on the tip of his fingers, and you have the handle of the ladle, which sticks out towards his body, and he's going to push it. He's going to push this, the handle of the ladle towards himself, until it's going to reach to his elbows, because what the Kayin Gadol does is he brings his elbows together so he can hold the handle of the ladle in his elbows. And then the chayzer umachzira letoich chafnav. And then with his with his thumbs, he tips it over. Now he's going to have the calf right above the cup of his handful, and he's going to tip it over with his thumbs into his hands. That's how it's done. Okay, I'm not sure if it's possible to describe verbally without seeing a picture. I'll I'll try to post a picture so you can see what this is. 
So here you see clearly that this was done again inside the Kedush HaKedoshim. The way it was, was maneuvered that he should, while his hands are being held together, with his thumb he maneuvers the handle of this ladle to tip it over into his hands. And then what does he do? Vitsaivra. Then he, from his handful, he pours it into the pan of the coals and he heaps it, pours it together and heaps it. So that it should take some time for the smoke to come out. Others say, no, he scatters it around in the pan, in that shovel with the coals are. So that the smoke should come out quickly. To do this chafina inside the Kodesh HaKadosh, while he's holding his hands together, to maneuver with his fingers the, the ladle, to tip it over into his hands, this is a difficult avayde in the Beis HaMikdash. Now the Gemara asks on this expression, Zuhi, Vesuloi, this is the only difficult avayde and there's no other, but Vayike Melike, regarding Melike, it also says it's a difficult avayde, Vayike Kemitze, Kemitze, is a difficult Aveda when it's done from the Marcheshes and the Machvas once it's already fried. So the Gemara says, Elezuhi, Aveda Kasha, me Avedis Kasha Shebemikdash. This is one of the difficult Avedis in the Beis Mikdash. So Shmami no, here we have a clear Braise that says, Chayfin, Vachayzer, Vachayfin. The Chafin is done once outside to gather the Ketedes, placed into the Kaf. And then when you come into the Kedush HaKadoshim, it has to be poured back from the calf into his handfuls. That's so we see you do a Chafina a second time. Shmamina. Now, now we come back to what was mentioned before regarding a Kain Gadol that shechted his par, and then he passed away. Could this next Kain Gadol take him, that's taking him over use the blood to spray inside and on the Mizbeach, or does he have to shecht over a new par? Shachatumais, the Kain Gadol, shechted his par and he passed away. Does the second Kayin Gadol take him over, use this blood to go inside and spray it? Me, Amirinan, do I say Bepar? When the Torah says that the Kayin Gadol should come in with Bepar ben Bakar, does Par mean that Vafila bedamai shall Par, even after Shechted, and you only have the blood of the Par, that also is included in the meaning of the word Par. Par could also refer after the Shechita, just the blood, and therefore he doesn't have to Shecht over again a live Par. Or maybe bipar means you have to have your own live bull. You can't take over after it was shechted just the blood of the previous kain gadol's par. So the Gemara brings an argument about this. You have to have the bull itself and not its blood. You can use even the blood as well. When the Torah says par, it's even after the shechita, just the blood. Rab Ami Yama, the argument was also between the following Amiroim. Rab Ami said, Bepar, Veloi Bedomishal Par, not the blood. Rab Yitzchak Yama, Rab Yitzchak said, Bepar, Vafile Bedomishal Par. When the Torah says Par, that includes even using the Par after the Shechita, you have the blood of the Par. So the Gemara asks two questions on this opinion. Eisve Rab Ami le Rab Yitzchak, so Rab Ami asked Rab Yitzchak, Nafche, Nimnin, this is a halacha regarding the carbon Pesach. By the carbon Pesach it says that there's a set. The Torah uses the term se, a lamb, and you have to be counted on this lamb in order to be able to eat from it. But it says in the Mishnah, Nimnin, you could be counted on this lamb, Umayshchin Yedeim, and then you could remove yourself to, to not be counted in this group, Mimenu, from it, Ad Sheyishchet, until the time that it's shechted. Because once it's shechted, so it's not a lamb anymore. The Torah is saying, 
And the, the full pasuk is vim yimat habayis mihiyos miseh v'lokachu ashchein akarav abeisai. That when when it's still alive as a seh, so then you could be counted on it, you could be removed of it. But after it was shechted, it's not a seh anymore. Now it's shechted, so you can't be counted on it or you can't be removed of it. If what you said before is true, that when the Torah uses the term par, it does include even a par after shechita, just using the blood of the par. So say the same thing over here. That even after the seh was shechted, and you have the blood of the seh, it's also still the seh. Just like the par is the par, even just the blood of the par after it was shechted. Say the same thing over here, that the Torah is giving you the option to be counted or to be removed of it, even after it was shechted. So the Gemara answers, no, there it's different. Shani Hosom, over there by the case of the Seh, it's different. The Torah says from being a Seh, and we darshan it to mean from the Seh when it's alive. Only a living Seh is what you could be removing yourself from, but not after it was shechted. Masav Mazutra, Mazutra asked a question regarding the mitzvah of Petah a donkey that has to be redeemed with a Seh, also with a lamb. So the, the Braise says, Ein poidin, it cannot be redeemed, loy beigel, not with a calf, loy bechaye, not with an undomesticated animal, loy bishchuta, not after it was shechted. The Torah writes, has to be a set, so it can't be shechted. That's what we're going to be focusing on. Loy betreifa, not if it's a treifa, can't live for 12 months. Loy bekelayim, not if it was crossbreeded, as Rashi says, an A's with a rochel, even though it's still a set, but it's kalayim. Which in, in the opinion that Rashi brings here is also a kind of kalayim. Ela beseh. It has to be a seh. So this Brais is clearly saying that when the Torah uses the term seh, it excludes a shchuta. After it's shechted, it doesn't mean a seh. So why don't we say the same thing before regarding the par? When the Torah says the kain has to come in with a par, it has to be a living par, not after it's shechted. So this is a question of Rabbi Yitzchak Nafch's opinion. So again, the Gemara says, Shani Hosam, the case by Petach Hamer, when the Torah says to use a Seh, it's different. The Yalef says Seh mi Pesach. We compare the expression of Seh that it says by Pesach, and there it says, Mihiyais mi Seh, that it has to be alive. And the same thing is also by the Pidim Petach Hamer, and the Torah says Seh, that it has to be a living lamb, a living Seh. Imala Halon, so the Gemara says, wait a minute, if you're making this Gzeda Shove, if so, Imala Halon, Zohar, Tam, Ben Shana. By a carbon Pesach, it has to be a male, it has to be without any blemish, and it has to be only up to one years old. Afkan Zochatama ben Shona, does that mean that the Pidim Petachamai must be done with a Seh, which is also a Zochatama ben Shona? Tamud Loimar, Tifte, Tifte Riba. The Torah uses the expression of Tifte twice that you could redeem even if it's not a Zochar, not a Tam, or not a ben Shona. Says the Gemara, eat tifta tifta riba. If the Torah says twice tifta to add that you can use any other kind of seh, a filakulunami, does that mean you could use any kind of seh, including even after if it's a tray for a shchuta and so on? So the Gemara says, no. In Cain, seh, mayahanile, this gzedeshove of seh, seh, what, for what purpose would it, what, what, what would it be teaching me? So we have the gzedeshove to come and teach me that. It has to be a, a, a set that's alive, and we have all the things that I mentioned, not an eagle, not a chayat, not a shchut, not a treif, and so on, so therefore we have that gzayda shavah. Therefore it's not a question in Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha's opinion. The Gemara is going to ask now questions on the next opinion, as we'll see in Mitzvah Shem and Daphnon.